Welcome to another episode of Red Blue Labs podcast. Today, Andrew will be talking about potential of exposure through improper netiquette. Yes, so Lubos, I have a story to tell you today. It's one that actually happened very recently to me. And so as it was happening and the pieces sort of of the story unfolded, I, I was like, man, this is actually a lesson that a lot of people could actually benefit from. And not to give not to give too much of the story away, but it's such a simple mistake that I, I've seen so many times at organizations and guaranteed everybody that's listening to this right now has probably seen this happen at their organization as well. Uh, I got an email. It was to my it was to my personal email and it was from a, a person who is organizing a activity that my kids participate in. Okay. Okay. And so they're 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 the leader of this event, this 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 thing that my kids are participating in. And so when I get an email from them, it's usually informing me informing me of something that I need to know about or that's important. Okay. Okay. So they're in a trusted position. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but when I opened up the email, it was it was their name. But when I opened it up and I read the the, the subject said, you need to look at these pictures. They're really important. Okay, that's that's ver- verbatim. <laughs> and then I get to the body of the email, and uh, it says, you really need to check this out. You're in these pictures, and it, it leads to an HTTP, mm-hmm. not an HTTPS. So, it, so it's not a secured link. Yeah, so it's not, a, it's not a secure destination to get to. So that was one clue. Also that the, the there was just, it just it reeked of fishing, right? It was just, a, it just had this putrid fish stink <laughs> all, all over it. And I was like, oh, this is garbage. And I I, I, del- I deleted it immediately. And so uh, a couple of days go by, I get another email. Just like it? Very, very similar. Stink, still the same stank on it. And the it's from this, it's from this, it's from the same person. And I was like, all right, I, I, I think at this point that his email has been compromised. So... Quick question. Yep. Do you know this person? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, not like super close. They're they're just leading uh, a thing that my kids participate in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they're in a position of trust. So I get this second email, and I'm like, now you know what? I I think that the email's been compromised. So I emailed another person in the organization, not this person directly. I didn't send it to them. Right. Because if their email's compromised, I don't really need to have this back and forth on this. So, so you're asking another person to contact them in case yeah. it's compromised. Yeah, and <laughs> I think it's a good strategy. I'm validating validating uh, whether this has been compromised or whatnot. Then I get into this, this email uh, chain uh, communication and the person that I believe their email is compromised was, um, they seemed a little miffed they're like, no, there's no way that I, my email could be compromised. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm chatting with other people. And then this this next piece happens. I get a third email, Lubosh. Okay. Okay. And then I'm like, all right, you know what? They doesn't believe me that he's compromised. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some research onto this and dig a little bit deeper. You know, you hover the, the, the cursor over the URL mm-hmm. to see where it's going to re- redirect you. Didn't really say much. It was kind of an innocuous 
garbage string, right? Which is what you would want for a a redirecting of a URL. Right. So it was it was like obfuscated. Yeah, you yeah. Don't, you don't really know where it's going. Yeah. So that, that that I mean, I wasn't I wasn't prepared. I didn't have my environment set up to click on it. Um, but then when I looked at his email, the name his name was the same, but his email was off by a smidge. Oh. Okay. That's right there. Yeah. That's her clue. Yeah. So I know that. So his email wasn't compromised, but somebody had done the research on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I was like, all right, I, he, he hasn't been compromised per se, right? I don't know enough about his network and his, the way that he behaves. Um, but then I look back in some of the older emails, his legit emails, mm-hmm. like they're, they're actually from this guy. And this is where the netiquette part comes in. Okay. Okay. It's that this person, when they want to send out a blast email to like 50, 60, 70, 100 people, mm-hmm. he puts all those emails into the CC Ooh, field I instead see. of the BCC. Yeah. Okay. And why that's a problem, and that may not, it seems like such an insignificant thing, but the, why that's a problem and why it infuriates me <laughs> so much. Um, maybe I've just been in IT too long. I get ticked off by really small, small <laughs> things. But... When that email goes out to people, everybody on that list sees everybody else that's yep. been CC'd, right? Yep. If they had been using proper netiquette, they would be not seeing that. They would just see, hey, it's this is an email that's been sent to me. I'm on the BCC list. And you're supposed to be like, oh, okay. I'm not supposed to see everybody else. Totally fine. You don't, you don't necessarily need to know who that email is going to and how many people it's going to. Exactly. It's none of my business, right? So what what I believe has happened, I haven't I didn't dig any further. I went I went and told them what I believe is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, educating. What, I'm educating them, and hopefully some of their behaviors will change. Uh, but I believe that somebody on that list has a compromised email, mm-hmm. and so if I'm going to put the the black hat on, and I'm going to be a compromised email on that list of a hundred people, then I would say, oh, there's this person who's doing an email. He sounds like a person of authority. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do, I'm going to make a junk email with the exact same name because you can change, you can have same name. Uh, just tweak the email a tad, send out my garbage phishing links, and of that 100 people, you know, even if 10 people click, I, I may have propagated my uh, ransomware to 10 people, which is great, right? $1,000 a person. Is still a thousand dollars a person, right? Okay, so here's a thought, Andrew. Okay, is it possible that his email address was not used or victimized by somebody he knows, but rather purchased as part of a database of a large database of email addresses, and they would just use some type of script where they would manipulate one letter within within the email address? Oh man, yes, it would be. Is completely possible, and it's, you know what? It's even possible that my personal email and your personal email has been purchased, and it's just sitting in somebody's Excel file I or can, CSV, right? I can almost guarantee, though, uh, you know, that, that yeah. these email addresses have been purchased and yeah. fr- from somewhere because you, yeah, you from use. Somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, so. I'm. This is one of the reasons why I'm a big advocate of of having throwaway addresses. Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> or even using 10-minute email 
to you know to 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 sign up for something that you know you will only do once right yeah, that's there, a good idea yeah there is there's lots of w websites and i'm i don't want to call them shady i i understand what they are trying to do you know get your mm -hmm. business but they will ask you to uh they will tell you for example download this free pdf will will provide you with the information but to download it you need to sign up yeah well then it's not really free no. If you if you want to gain my trust and want to give me free information, mm -hmm. then don't ask for my for my email email address. Yeah, totally. Well, and I would say, what I would say it's completely possible that his email has been purchased by mm -hmm. somebody. But what makes his, what makes that email that I, the phishing email that I got mm -hmm. particularly interesting for me is that it was tar it was sent to me, and that myself and he do have an, a relationship right right he has right. an he has a position of authority over a, a, a thing that my kids participate in and so that's what that's what led me to believe that somebody else so th was, so there was a strong connection between recipient and, and a sender yeah have you checked other email addresses within or i'm not sure if you would have a chance to know if somebody else from that group was on that email no, it was sent. They used BCC. Correctly. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, yeah, they they did. Okay. Yeah, they know what BCC is for. <laughs> or it was, you know, maybe they generated multiples of them. Yeah. Because right? you don't know if. Yeah. You don't totally. know how many how many centers it went to. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and so we see we see that netiquette all all over the place. Like, and then even even this morning, Lubosh, I got an email, and there was like 150 people on the CC list. And I'm I'm scrolling it's on my phone and I'm scrolling with my thumb down the list right and I'm exaggerating a little bit but it took like five years to get to the <laughs> the, <laughs> the bottom of the list but at, at that point I'm like you know what 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 would stop me from doing uh, you know if I had ill intent I could scrape this and then add it to an Excel thing yeah. and then pump that off or I want to give out uh, a junk email. This would be a perfect opportunity to, it, to yep. do it. Yeah. Right. This maybe this is this whole podcast today is just a PSA for how to use CC and BC. See? Yeah. But it goes beyond that, right? Right. Proper netiquette is important because if we don't do it properly, it can lead to exposure. And we we know, and we've talked about this a number of times, is that people are users are the the weakest link. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. our in our security and our behavior, right? It, it yeah. So We're kind of predictable. Right? Yeah, shiny links. Uh, when I was doing when I was working for managed service providers, every single time that one of our clients would have a ransomware, mm -hmm. it's because it was a phishing email. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, and when you looked at <laughs> and everybody and when we got behind closed doors and it was just the I, us IT folks, we would just shake our heads because we'd look at the emails and be like. How did you fall for this? This is yeah. like, what are travel bucks? Yeah. <laughs> right? Or there's somebody offering lewd pictures online. Like, oh, come on, please. This is, this is even, they're not even trying to fish no. at this point. Oh, it was not even properly set up or yeah. properly constructed email, which these days they actually sometimes, especially when, when somebody uses spear phishing, mm -hmm. right? They, they have done their OSINT. On that specific person, which, yeah. by the way, spear phishing means that 
you're using phishing techniques, but on a specific person. Yeah. So you're targeting one specific person. Oftentimes, you know, the, the people in the organization that are, that are really high, like a CEO and et cetera, yeah. um, and you're trying to get information directly from them. So those emails are often so well-crafted that yeah. it's, you are set up for the failure to, to, to click on it. Yeah, you know, and I've seen really good phishing. I've seen really bad phishing. When you see the really good ones, it, it's you're like wow. <laughs> I would have clicked on that. Probably. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> this is, this is a. That's convincing, and you know, speaking of speaking of phishing and learning, because what it take, what we need to do is have proper education. That's for that's our users. Pre- that's precisely it. Um, right. There's a. There are uh, services out there where you can subscribe to it, and then they'll send you. Your organization mm-hmm. uh, uh, created phishing things, mm-hmm. and then give the IS Information Systems Security Department the stats. Yep. All right, well, you know, ten percent of your users they actually clicked on this thing yep. would have gotten ransomware, and so then you go and you do your education, and if it goes down to nine percent, that's kind of a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This these are phishing campaigns that you're talking about, right? Yeah, totally. They, they you know, you you do it as part of. Not necessarily as part of the assessment, security assessment for your company. Yeah, just to know, like, learn analytics. Like, what is it? What are the things that my my army of users will click on more so than others? Or what time of day is will will I get more ransomware or more uh, phishing clicks? Mm -hmm. Kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So that's a service that you can pay for, um, and can and is used in tandem with education. So hopefully you use this for education. Um, although personally, I do have reservations about ethical issues with mm. using using phishing campaigns. Mm. But that's again a whole another story that we can dive into at some point. Yeah, I, and I would love to because I have a little bit. Of my, I have some reser- ethical reservations on it as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a full episode. Yeah. So um, going back to netiquette. Um, I actually thought of another example that could be potentially dangerous cool. to a certain degree. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if you've seen it before, but when you when you join Zoom meeting, right? Mm. Oftentimes, Zoom will show your email address instead of your name. Yeah. And if this is recorded, you can potentially expose your your information. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I have even seen. Uh, a video, this was a while back, so I don't remember all the details, but um, a person, a famous person, had his personal email uh, as, as instead of a name in a, in, in a Zoom. Oh, okay. And obviously, this is not, this is not something that is desirable right. for you, especially if you are, you know, reasonably famous. Yeah. You might now get attacked from people or, or just yeah. emails. You need some of that privacy. Yeah. Uh, so that person may need to change their email address mm. at some point. <laughs> yeah. When it's like that's an accidental yeah. leakage of uh, private information. I guess the, the positive side here is that in that case, it's this person's problem. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they expose themselves and you need to be more careful, yeah. right? If somebody else exposes your email address and yeah. you cannot do anything about it, then, then that becomes much bigger problem, I think. 
Yeah, and we talked about a little bit in this in this episode where I believe that my email exists in some mm-hmm. person's computer as it because I've I've probably at some point signed up for something mm-hmm. and they had improper database controls and somebody dumped their database and I'm one of hundreds of thousands of people, right? Probably. I've seen it. I know how to do it. So and I know I don't know it's not. Not really that hard. Once you find that there's an SQL vulnerability, yep, you just dump it. <laughs> yeah, right. But even as you mentioned before, uh, web scraping often works. Yes, yes, and I I love I love web scraping, Lubosh. Uh, For this reason, uh, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I I often will. When I when I think about what it takes to do attacking, I I put the black hat on. And yeah, web scraping is a good way to get people's emails because people just throw it on the website mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, give me contact. What they don't realize is that the there there could be all of your people. I've been to a number of websites where every single user or employee has mm-hmm. their emails in there. Yep. Right. And then what you, what can you do from that? You can learn about not this is the part that's really juicy is that not only their email, but there's a really strong possibility that their email name structure also matches their Active Directory yeah. name structure. And then all of a sudden you've learned a piece of it. You may not know exactly that's what it looks like, but there's a strong possibility. You have a starting point. Yeah. Right? You've got something to build on. Um, but that would be that would be netiquette as well. Like, Should every single employee be listed on the website? And, you know, oftentimes you will even see that they have full name, email address, but also position, right? So you can, yeah. through OSINT or through web scraping, you can actually um, select your targets yeah. for, for spear phishing specifically. Yeah, totally. And so going back to going back to the netiquette, just we have to be mindful of how we are using uh, the internet, using technology, mm-hmm. because we can unintentionally expose our organization, you know, like having a Zoom call, that example, or not using CC properly where we're blasting. And now that email list is, is out there. Um, and we gave, we gave a few other examples, but it's through education that we learn how to properly behave because that's what it yeah. is. It's a behavior that we have to build into us. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe generally people are getting better at it, mm-hmm. more aware. I think awareness is more out there Absolutely. now if you go back 15 years people are still making mistakes but people are still doing this morning i said i got an email with 150 people in the cc yeah. right there's still lots of work to do lots to of work. be to, to be done on the awareness side and on the education side but as you said it is i think it is getting better yeah. uh, we just need to spend resources on it uh, building up uh, campaigns, building up education, building up yep. uh, awareness within company and around the world. Totally. Okay, it's been a great story about Netiquette. Hopefully you learned something and uh, we'll talk later. All right, see you guys. Bye. <laughs>